Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Thursday, November 28th, 2019, which means it's Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Um, before I introduce my wonderful co-host here to talk some Week 13 NFL, I want to say that I am very thankful for everybody each and every day listening to the podcast and, uh, you know, liking, rating, all that stuff. It's It means a lot reaching out on Twitter and um, just want to say I'm thankful for you guys and gals and um, hopefully you guys all have a very happy and nice Thanksgiving. I am joined by my buddy, Will, Chief Justice 06. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing great, man. This is our first pod and I think a week and a half. Uh, I'm thankful to just have you back, man. Glad, glad, glad you're back and always a pleasure. Uh, you're definitely one of my, my good friends in the industry. And uh, we've been kind of going strong a little bit now, um, you know, on the morning grind. I think we're, we're approaching two years at some point here. Uh, or was it two years? I can't remember. Either way, we, we've, we've been going at it. It's been so pleasurable. And, um, you know, even when I was away, you'd always check and see how I was doing. And that's uh, that means more than, than this game we love and play, man. So I'm uh, thankful for you. Thank you for the listeners. And, uh, you know, you guys enjoy your time with your family. All right. Um, let's jump into this thing. If you guys haven't already, make sure you head on over to fantasydraft.com. Awesome sponsors of the podcast. Love what they're doing over there. Rake Free DFS, the only site that you can play Rake Free Daily Fantasy each and every day. The memberships pay for themselves within the first few days of your contest. So, Make sure you're checking them out over there on Fantasy Draft. They have a $50,000 Hooters main event contest for this Thursday-only slate and a $200,000 tournament, uh, the Hooters main event for the main slate on Sunday. So we're going to talk about the three-game Thanksgiving slate, and then we'll jump over to the main slate and talk about that. A lot to talk about. Um, this is one of the most uninteresting Thanksgiving slates in a while for me, I think. Uh, we got the Chicago Bears, Detroit Lions, 37 total. Chicago is favored by four and a half in this game. Um, what do we like in here with the Bears? Well, I, I think the main thing is, you know, Allen Robinson, I mean, the targets are there. Um, you know, he's just kind of the guy. Uh, if they're going to move the ball up and down the field and score a little bit, you got to think they're going to try and trust this offense. Because their kicking game has just been god-awful. Uh, Eddie Pinheiro, uh is going to be Eddie Pinata before the season is over with. And, I mean, it, it's been terrible. So, uh, I think, you know, if you're looking to try to get off the chalk quarterback, look, it's only three games, but Mitchell Trubisky, I think you sprinkle him in and maybe try to capture upside from some of these other games through the skill players and not the quarterback uh, just because of the, the salary there. But for me, man, it's Trubisky, it's Allen Robinson. Um, you know, always on this Thanksgiving slate, you know, you're going to need maybe a cheap tight end. Maybe you take a shot on one of these cheap cheap tight ends. Um, but that's about it for me. I would love to play Tariq Cohen. Um, maybe you sprinkle him in as well. I feel like he may, could be a flex play, but he's in the early game. So it just kind of changes my approach a little bit. But he's a guy that's kind of been playing a little bit more, doing a little bit more the past couple weeks. Yeah, I love this spot for David Montgomery as well. Uh, Detroit allowing the second most fantasy points per game to opposing running backs. Um, ranked 20th in DVOA against the run. Like, if Chicago gets up in this game, this could be a heavy workload game for David Montgomery where he gets 20 touches between 
catching the ball a few times and, you know, getting maybe like 16 to 18 carries. So I think this is a spot David Montgomery could have, you know, a back on track type of game, um, you know, and with this game being in the dome in Detroit, um, I think Montgomery is a good play. I think Anthony Miller is interesting too. 20 targets over the last two games. Um, the slot, the slot has, you know, produced the fourth most fantasy points against Detroit this season. So Anthony Miller is an interesting tournament play here. I don't hate A-Rob. I think he's always in play. But um, Anthony Miller is just a kind of a pivot here. And um, I like the Trubisky call. Like, we're we're playing a three-game slate here. And, you know, we have some, some interesting plays at quarterback with some injuries and stuff. So, I, I think Trubisky is worth a look. This team, terrible against the pass. Um, so, you never know what you're going to get with Mitchell Trubisky. He has put up a, a decent couple, couple decent games in two of the last three, and one of those games was against Detroit. So, um, yeah, we'll see how it works out. And then on the Detroit side, Will, um, you know, I heard their, their their emergency quarterback in this game is their tight end Logan Thomas. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's rough for the the Lions right now, as they say, SOL. Same old Lions, just. Can't get it done. I mean, start out the year, you were thinking maybe this was a team that was going to be able to try to, you know, give the Packers a push, give the Vikings a push, and lo and behold, they're getting pushed around again. Matt Stafford's been out a couple weeks. Uh, I, I don't usually say this on three-game slates, man, but I don't think there's a single person on the Lions team that, that I want to touch. And, and granted, there may be someone, that's maybe Bo Scarborough, but just overall, I just I just don't think this is a spot where I want to touch any Lions, man. I, I really feel like this is a full-on fade the Lions spot. And I hate that on the holiday slate when you got, you know, holiday Galladay. But I, I just don't feel like this team is going to be able to move the ball. Maybe I'm misreading it, but uh, I just – I think this is a full fade for me with this team. Yeah, you know, we saw the, uh, David Blau a little bit in the preseason um, through a couple touchdowns, but – Preseason NFL is nowhere near um, facing the Chicago Bears defense. So um, I like the Bears defense. You know, yes. I like that pairing with Montgomery. Um, you know, Blau is really cheap. And if you're playing a bunch of teams, maybe you sprinkle them in. It's a three-game slate. And, you know, you can pair him with Kenny Galladay because Galladay is just so athletically talented that he could score a touchdown with anybody throwing him the ball. So, like, I think that if you're going to play anybody, you do that. And I, I just – Maybe maybe TJ Hawkerson, just because, you know, young quarterbacks tend to go to tight ends, um, you know, so it, it's kind of iffy on how you want to approach this, but I'm with you. Like, if I'm playing one team here, I'm probably, you know, not getting any exposure here to Detroit and just kind of moving on. Yeah. Buffalo at Dallas. Um, we got a 46.5 total here. Dallas is favored by 6.5 in this game. Uh, let's start with Buffalo. I think Josh Allen's one of my favorite quarterbacks on this three-game slate just because of what he brings to the table. Um, he can break a 30-yard run. He can rush in a touchdown. He could throw for a couple touchdowns. Um, what's your thoughts here when it comes to Buffalo? Yeah, I, I definitely think, believe it or not, I feel like Allen is kind of our upside quarterback here on this slate uh, just because of what he can do with his legs. And so, you know, you know, if he happens to rush for 40 yards and a touchdown and throws two touchdowns, then, you know, he he, he could possibly be in the winning lineup. So so I like him a lot. I think, you know, this is a this is a spot where I think he's got some upside against Dallas. He is on the road. 
for, for what it's worth, I, this is a game I actually want to watch. I'm kind of rooting for Buffalo. I'm not a Buffalo fan by any means, but I'd actually like to see them get in the playoffs this year for a change. So uh, this is a, I think this is going to be a really big game for them playing, uh, you know, on Thanksgiving. So I, I, I think Allen comes to play. When I look at this uh, Cowboys defense, they're really not anything to sneeze, sneeze at. They're, they're just middle of the road. So they're not that great at any one thing. They're just kind of middle of the road with everything. Um, so I, I think you can try to kind of take pieces. John Brown has been a beast. Cole Beasley, uh, kind of a target machine. I actually like Cole Beasley on this Thanksgiving slate. You know, guys that are going to get, you know, five to eight targets in short yardage situations. You know, if Cole Beasley gets you 12 to 15 on this slate, you may need him in your lineup because of the price. So he's a guy I really like on this slate, um, you know, just to kind of sprinkle in at 4,700 there uh, on DK. Dawson Knox. I think he could be kind of your value tight end, a guy that probably goes pretty under own. Um, but, I, you know, I just kind of want to bring him up because I think, you know, if he catches three catches for 20 yards and a touchdown, then boom, there you have it. I mean, that that's great for this three-game Thanksgiving slate. It always seems to happen like that. One of these cheap tight ends catches a touchdown, gets 10 points, and lo and behold, you need them to, uh, to take it down. Yeah, um, I don't hate that. I don't hate Singletary. Um, you know, Frank Gore and him last week, 21 and 15 carries. Um, so, and Josh Allen had like nine carries too, and he, you know, only threw the ball 25 times. So, um, you know, you could play Allen by your by yourself. You could play Allen with Singletary. You could play Allen with Brown. Um, you could play Allen with Beasley. There's a lot of ways that you could approach Allen, but, um, you know, I don't hate the idea of even playing him naked here. Um just to get his upside. And, you know, when we look at the Dallas side of things, like, you know, I, I continue to say this. I know that I didn't do this podcast last week, but if we think Tredavious White is going to shadow somebody, then we have got to attack the other guy. And I think that we're going to see Tredavious White shadow Amari Cooper in this game. And I think Gallup has a monster game here on Thanksgiving. Yeah, man. And here's something else that I found interesting, Stevie. And this isn't necessarily some, you know, stat that's going to stand the test of time. But, you know, I, I've really been noticing that Randall Cobb has really been getting a lot more involved in this passing game recently. And a part of that is because, you know, Cooper's kind of been taken away in some of the games. So, you know, I, I think if, if we're going to play Dak or if we're going to play Gallup, I, I think Cobb is a primetime player as well. I kind of see him uh, the same way uh, that I see Cole Beasley, man. I, I just, just you know, short yardage guys that have a little bit of upside. And so at 5K, I mean, if you look at the past couple of weeks, 25 fantasy points, 24 fantasy points, 12.6. And it's not really the fantasy points that I'm as interested in. It's really more the targets. Um, eight targets, eight targets, seven, seven. You know, I, I think that's great for a Thanksgiving slate to get a guy at 5K commanding that type of target share. So Randall Cobb is another one of my favorites. Um, and I, I think you get these guys and then you spend up on some of the other big guns. But those two guys in particular, Cobb, Beasley, in the same game, uh, I, I think this is just outstanding value for, for a Thanksgiving slate. Yeah, I like that call. Like, if, if we're expecting Amari Cooper to get shut down here or get slowed down, let's just say he gets slowed down in this game. Yes. You know, because I hate saying the term, he, he's going to get shut down here. If he's going to get slowed down in this game, then you have to have some interest in Cobb and Gallup. So, um, I think Witten is a trap. I think a lot of people are going to look towards Jason Witten here. And, you know, it could work out, but 
Buffalo has been one of the best teams against tight ends all season. And I think that this could be a spot that Witten busts. I'm not saying that I'm going to fully fade him. I'll probably have a few teams with him just because tight end is very, very weak on this slate. But I think that he could turn up being like the second or third highest owned tight end on a three-game slate, and it's a really tough matchup on paper. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm i not as interested in, in Witten on this slate either. Like I said, I, I'd be more willing to play Dawson Knox than I would Witten on this all right, we got the Saints and the Falcons to finish out Thursday and Thanksgiving slate, three-game slate here, 48.5 total. Saints favored by 6.5 in this game. Um, let's talk Saints here. Um, we know that one of the higher-powered offenses facing a team that's 28th in overall DVOA. Um, they're 29th in DVOA against the pass. Real question here is, like, are you spending up for Kamara or are you spending up for Michael Thomas? It's going to be tough to play both of them. Man, I I feel like this is a spot where maybe we try to take both. Uh, and, and that sounds crazy, but you know me, man. I, I've been kind of pedaling around here with this lineup since we started. And it is going to be tough. But I, I think these guys just have two of the highest floors on the slate. So, you know, for me, obviously I'm not trying to build a lineup for anyone. But, you know, with some of the value guys that I've talked about, I think that's the reason I'm – I've kind of been gearing myself up to go towards them. My, my goal on this slate, you know, would be to get Kamara and Thomas in there and, and maybe fade Drew Brees. And that's kind of why I was talking about a Trubisky or something like that. I just think for Michael Thomas, he's got the highest floor and, and one of the highest ceilings on the slate. And same thing with Kamara in terms of his catching and things like that. And this is just one of the best matchups, you know, the, the, the Vegas is – uh, projecting that these guys are going to really score some points. So I, I'm excited. For, for me, it's Team Kamara and Thomas all the way. Uh, I don't mind fading Zeke Elliott and, and, you know, some of these other guys. Kamara, Thomas, I'd be willing to play those guys without Drew Brees. And I know Thomas's, you know, touchdowns are going to depend on Brees. But really, you know, Drew Brees could throw for 300 yards and no touchdowns. And Thomas and Kamara could have, you know, 240 yards of, of, of total offense. So, that, that's just kind of where I'm at. And really, I'm not as interested in a whole bunch of other guys. I do think, you know, everybody may chase Traquan a little bit at 3,500. And I don't hate it, but he only had three targets. I'm, I don't, I'm not really concerned about that. Um, Jared Cook, I think he's probably going to be the highest on because everybody's – he's going to be paired up with, uh, with Breeze if they play him. But for me, it's Kamar, it's Thomas, full steam ahead. Yeah, um... Jared Cook, I think, is the best tight end play on the slate. And, yeah, for sure, for sure. But that's not – it's just not saying much. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just want people to know that. Um, yeah, Kamara is going to be a guy that's going to get his tar- touches. He's going to get his targets, and he's going to get his carries. Like, you know, he's a guy that you love on DraftKings and Fantasy Draft and a guy that you could potentially maybe stay away from to be different on FanDuel because you have Montgomery, you have some of these other guys, you know, Singletary. Um, you know, on the Atlanta side of things here, Will, you know, Matt Ryan's been playing terrible. Um, you know, I, I think he's still hurt, Steve. I, I, that's the only thing I can – and he's been playing bad, but don't you think he's still hurt after coming back from that injury? I don't know. Like, when you complete 50% of your passes and you don't throw a touchdown – Against, against one of the worst <laughs> against one of the worst pass defenses in football that's just a funnel run defense like you, you like it's 
it, it's it's a little interesting. You know, we watch oh. we watch Matt Schaub come in that game and drive right down the field and score. So it's it's tough to think <laughs> like Ryan's a hundred percent, but now we have like Julio who's banged up. Like this is the late game. Like we don't get this information, you know, Thursday morning, Thanksgiving morning. Like this is gonna be information that's coming gonna come out late and like the thing is, like, you plug Julio in there, and if he doesn't play, you downgrade to Ridley um, is, I think, the easiest way to do it. Um, what are you looking at here when it comes to Atlanta? Well, for me, I, I think you either need to play with uh, Ridley or Gage no matter what. Like, I, I think one of those two guys needs to be in your lineup. That, that's, that's my approach here. Whether Julio plays or not, I, I'm willing to fade Julio on this slate because – I want to play Kamar and Thomas, and I know I won't be able to get all three. If I do that, because I, for me, anyway, for me, anyway, because I'm committing to Kamar and Thomas, I'm willing to fade Julio. And like I said, I think you get really engaged in your lineups. One of those guys, no matter what. Um, you know, Gage is the cheaper of the two. Had 10 targets last week. Mind you, they were behind heavily in that game. Um, you know, maybe he gets 10 again because they're probably going to be behind in this game. So I, I'm really excited for those guys. We do have Freeman coming back. He's very fairly priced. Perhaps he gets going in the passing game as well. I think he's another way to get some exposure here. Uh, I'm definitely not going to play Matt Ryan on this slate. Um, you know, I, 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 I would much rather play the Saints defense than Matt Ryan, but, that, but that's just me. They are at home. It is a divisional game. Should be, should be competitive. But with what we saw last week, you know, I, I don't think – the Falcons stand a chance here, uh, even though we just saw, you know, the Saints kind of falter two weeks ago. Yeah, you know, um, anybody can have an off week. But I think you look at the Saints defense, too. I think that's interesting. But if you're playing these, like, large field tournaments, you're playing the, you know, 1.75 million wishbone classic, and you're running out 150 teams, you better have a Matt Ryan team. That's all I'm saying. Like – Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is a three-game slate, and if you're going to build 150 teams, if Matt Ryan throws for three touchdowns Thanksgiving night and you don't have any exposure, like, you know, you're going Black Friday shopping with your wife. Like, Yeah, or, yeah, for sure. The other way for around. Sure. So. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and I'm, I'm glad you brought it up, Steve. That's a good point. You know, if you're multi-entering, then – yeah, you, you, you definitely need to have some Matt Ryan exposure. I'm not playing Matt Ryan because I'm I'm not multi-entering this this year. I've got too much going on. But uh, but overall, yeah, 150 teams. You know, definitely want to get some Ryan exposure. Yeah, like I'm I'm probably gonna play a bunch of the single entry stuff like I usually do, and then play like the 20 entry max or something along those lines. And like. I probably won't play a Matt Ryan team in 20 teams. Like I, I need, I, I feel like I would need 150 teams before I'd get into playing Matt Ryan. Like, you know, we could play Allen. I, I play Breeze. I'll play Dak Prescott or, you know, Dak Prescott, like, you know, yeah. Trubisky. Like I take a shot on the Detroit guy just because I can stack my team with that guy. So like, uh, who knows? So. Yeah. And, 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 and one other thing too, Steve, because I know we got to move to the next slate, but the the Bears defense hasn't been as good this year, and you know I don't this this slate came out before Blau was starting, so the Bears defense is actually one of the cheaper defenses. They're on the bottom third, uh, bottom three rather than the top three today, which they would have been top three had we had the news about Blau prior to this slate. So 
the Bears defense is going to be real chalky, but they're probably going to be the best one. Yep. Quip, makers of the Quip Electric Toothbrush, wants you to know that the one single discovery that matters most for your dental care, it is simply this, that if you have good habits, you are good. That means brushing for two minutes twice a day, flossing regularly, no matter what brand you use. Quip makes that simple, starting with an electric toothbrush, refillable floss, and toothpaste. Quip's electric brush has sensitive sonic vibrations with a built-in timer and 30-second pulses to guide a full and even clean. The Quip floss dispenser comes with pre-marked string to help you just use just enough. Plus, Quip delivers fresh brush heads, floss, and toothpaste refills to your door every three months with free shipping, so your routine is always right. Join over 3 million healthy mouths and get Quip today, starting at $25. And if you go right now to getquip.com fantasy, you'll get your first refill free. That's your first refill free at getquip.com fantasy. G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash fantasy. Quip, the good habits company. Uh, we got a 11-game main slate on DraftKings and FanDuel, a 12-game main slate on Fantasy Draft and Yahoo. Yahoo, we do have the free roll again this weekend. Um, you know, part of, part of you know, good old Thanksgiving week, but um, 150-entry free roll over there on Yahoo using Roto-Grinders, our premium for for yahoo is going to be free this weekend um so make sure you're checking that out friday through sunday it will be free uh lineup hq express on the rg app will also be free for thanksgiving day through the weekend slate so um there'll be a video coming up here on rotor grinders that you can check out that you know you can use for multi-build functions and other features using the app so Make sure you're checking all that stuff out. Um, you know, always, always appreciate you guys. So, you know, I'm glad to see that uh, the company is hooking you guys up. So Tampa Bay at Jacksonville, 47 and a half total here. Tampa's favored by one in this game. Let's talk um, the Bucks. What do we like here for Tampa? Man, you know, here's the deal. Either one of Mike Evans or Chris Godwin is probably going to get loose. And uh, Chris Godwin had his day. I'm not in the business of – you know, trying to say one versus the other. But what I will say is, you know, I, I think one of these guys has a big game. And so uh, I, I've been aboard the Evans Goblin train pretty much all year. And so I really like like what's happening there. Here's a take. I don't think it's a secret. You know, the Jaguars run defense has been pretty awful. Ronald Jones has been, been very serviceable the past few weeks. I think Ronald Jones is in play here, you know, on, on this slate. I think you definitely uh, want to get some exposure. I, I feel like he's, you know, good enough value here. Uh, if you like this game, may, maybe you play, you know, maybe you fade Jameis if you take a Godwin or Evans and Ronald Jones. But I, I, I've got Ronald Jones on, on uh, got my eyes on Ronald Jones, excuse me, this week. I just think for the value, I think he's a really, really, really good player. Yeah, um, he's another guy that I like as well. Um, he was a guy that I was going to bring up. Glad you brought him up. Um, I think this is a great spot for Ronald Jones. When we look at Ronald Jones in this spot, you know, you mentioned it. Tampa – or not Tampa. Jacksonville's dealing with a ton of injuries right now. You know, they gave Peyton Barber some work last week, but I, I still feel like they want to use Ronald Jones, um, Ronald Jones as the main guy here. He's still out snap Barber 50% to 24.2% last week, so – I like Winston for tournaments, uh, pairing him with Mike Evans. I prefer Evans this week over Godwin. Um, 
just because, you know, the matchup seems a little bit better on the outside against Jacksonville than it does in the slot. And Evans is $800 cheaper. Um, like, give me the discount. I'll probably have exposure to both of them. Like, let's just be honest. You never mm-hmm. – you can't pinpoint – nobody can pinpoint which of these two guys is going to go off this season. So, um, on the Jag side of things, you know, we look at Nick Foles here, and, you know, he's been throwing the ball quite a bit, you know, 47 attempts, 48 attempts over the last two games. And Chark, Westbrook, Conley, all three of these guys are getting looks here in this offense and in this passing game. And, you know, Conley, we're getting a nice discount. Westbrook, we got him at 5K, Chark at 6,600. Will, we talked about it so much. This team ranks first in DVOA against the run, 25th in DVOA against the pass, second most fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks, first most fantasy points allowed to wide receivers, second most fantasy points allowed to tight ends, the second fewest amount of fantasy points per game allowed to running backs. Play, Chark, Westbrook, Conley, and even if you want to take some shots on Foles, I'm not going to talk you off of it. Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, Conley – Conley's targets have really been up here uh, the past few weeks. Uh, nine targets, eight targets, seven and seven. Um, seven before that. He, he's really got a consistent target share. So at 4,500 against this Tampa Bay pass defense, I think he's a great play. Westbrook as well at 5K. Uh, obviously, DJ Chark is in play, but I, I actually don't feel like Chark is necessary with the way he's kind of spreading it around. I almost feel like the uh, the the the, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. Any of these guys could have the big game. So for me, why not take the guys that are that are you know give you the discount? So all, I'm all aboard the Westbrook or Conley train this week. Not that I don't like Chark, but he's going to be on the outside looking in for me. Uh, and I think that's about it. I mean, a value tight end and Nick O'Leary got four targets last week. Um, I think if you were you know pairing you know trying to pair with uh, with BDN, Nick Foles. I think I think O'Leary is a guy you could look at. Uh, but that's kind of where I'm at. I'm definitely – I think I'm going to go full fade on Fournette this week. He could burn me, you know, and run it in for uh, two or three touchdowns. But I think that game was last week. And this team has proven that they're going to shut down most running backs. Even Kamara didn't have a huge game. And so so I, I'm not worried. I'm going to go full fade on Fournette all aboard the passing game. I'm with you. Uh, that's exactly how I'm approaching this. Um, depending on how many teams I build, I don't know. It's still so early in the week. Um, might throw a few shots on Nick O'Leary, four targets last week. We, I, I just got done saying, like, how bad this team is against tight ends, too. Like, he's 3,200. You know, let's – Man. Let, let's just throw a shot or two there. Yes. Um, but moving on, we got the Green Bay Packers and New York Giants. 45.5 total here. Green Bay favored by 6.5. We have some weather to watch on this one. You're going to have to see what Roth has to say later on in the week. But we're going to break it down like there's nothing going on. Um, let's start with Aaron Jones, Will. This seems like a really good Aaron Jones spot. Man, to me, I don't know if you listened to the pod last week, Stevie, but of course I was all aboard the Browns onslaught against Miami. And, and you know, I talked about going full stack and – if you went for, if you were all aboard with Baker, Chubb, Landry, uh, Odell Beckham, and if you, you could even play their defense, you really, you know, should have had a nice floor there. Should have been on the way to earning some money. That's how I feel about Green Bay in this spot, minus the weather. I, I think this is a spot where you just you take a look at Aaron Rodgers, you plug him in. You take a look at Aaron Jones, you plug him in. You take a look at Devontae Adams. I know he's got the questionable tag, but he's going to play. 
Uh, I, I think you plug them in. I think these three guys uh, who are the catalysts for this offense could really get going here against a Giants team uh, where their defense just hasn't been good for a while now. And if you look, I mean, against, even though they're against the run, they're 14th deep in DBLA against the run, 27th against the pass, 27th overall. And we know Mr. Jones doesn't just rack up yards on the ground. He's going to rack up yards on the air through a few screens, through a few running back wheel routes down the sideline. So I just think this is a primetime spot. Uh, just from an emotional standpoint, this team got pretty much embarrassed by the San Francisco 49ers on Monday Night Football. I think they definitely want to come out and make a staple, uh, a statement here against the Giants. So, barring the weather, I'm all aboard the Packers this week. I think this is a great spot for them. Um, let's talk Giants football here. You know, when we attack Green Bay, we want to attack it on the ground. Um, you know, Barkley's been a guy that – I don't even think we, we, we can say that we've been able to really trust him this season. Like, he's had a couple good games. Like, he started the season strong, but, you know, recently it's just – the targets with Daniel Jones at quarterback have just not been like the targets with Eli at quarterback. And we kind of want to see more here. And I think that this is a spot he's 7,400. He's not overly expensive. I think we're going to have to be playing some Saquon Barkley this weekend. Yeah, man. Um, I, I like it. I don't love it. What I do like is the price. And it's kind of like Odell Beckham we talked about a couple weeks ago. You may just have to start pricing forcing some of these highly talented uh, players that have lost value because of the situation or because of an injury uh, and, or because of lack of production over an extended period of time. And look, Saquon isn't having nearly as good a year as he's had as he had last year. It's changing quarterback play, injuries, but at this price, I still I still think there's plenty of upside. So I like Saquon at 6,400. But all in all, I'm really not interested in the Giants. I wouldn't play anybody outside of him. Well, I think that if Golden Tate does miss the game with the concussion, I think you got to look at Sterling um, Shepard here at 4,900. I know it's not the greatest matchup in the world, but at 4,900, you know, he's had at least nine targets in all but one game this season that he's played. He had nine targets last week against Chicago. If we get news that Tate's not going to play with this concussion, he hasn't practiced yet this week, it's Wednesday night, um, I think you have to give – I think you have to give a look um, to Shepard if we get news that Tate's not going to play in this game. Um, moving on, we got the Jets and the Bengals, 41.5 total here. Um, Jets favored by 3.5. This total is low. Um, this is a game that I'd be betting you over, uh, just so you know. Like, I, I love – I love crappy football games, and this oh, game has oh crappy gosh. football game written all over it. So let's talk Jets here. I like Lev Bell. I like Robbie Anderson. I like Ryan Griffin. Um, I'm not afraid to play Sam Darnold. Um, I, this is a spot that I like the Jets way more than I should. Yeah, man, I wanted to point out something interesting. I mean, it's, it, it's public information, no secret. Uh, Sam Darnold, price against – uh, the New England Patriots, 5K. Price against Jacksonville, 5,500. Price against Miami, 5,900. Price against the Gi Giants, 5,800. Price against Washington, 57. Price against Oakland, 58. <laughs> uh, price has been steadily on the rise, and now we arrive at 6,100 against the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, look, man, I'm not saying that Sam Darnold's the greatest quarterback in the world, but his production has also steadily been on the rise against bad defenses. 
And so, you know, I, I think this is a good spot to get some exposure. Robbie Anderson is still 4,800, Stevie. Uh, you know, he's not getting the targets as much as a guy like Crowder or, or you know, Lev Bell overall. But at 4,800, a guy that can take the top off the defense, I say it every week, if you're going multi-handed, you need to get some Robbie Anderson exposure. Jameson Crowder, limited target share last week. Don't care. Uh, the guy's been been playing phenomenally. And then Ryan Griffin, his price is now 4300 For some reason, he just keeps cranking out nice fantasy performances. You know, 11 points, had a, had a .8 sprinkled in there, 24 before that. I mean, 24 after that, 10 last week. Not saying he's going to light the world on fire, but he's definitely a target favorite target around the goal line in the red zone. So I, I like Ryan Griffin this week. And, you know, possibly the Jets defense, we'll see. I got another defense that I like a little bit more in the cheap category, but uh, Darnold, Bell, Crowder, uh, Griffin, Anderson, I like them all. Yeah, like, you know, Lev Bell is going to probably let me down in this spot, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to play him. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, like, I, I hate that Ryan Griffin's prices come up, but, like, he's been a guy that has found the end zone a bunch recently. And, you know, all it takes is one of those games where he adds a couple extra catches and, like, you know, scores that touchdown. So, um, as far as Cincinnati goes here, Andy Dalton expected back as a starting quarterback here. I think, like, we talked about this on the Super Draft show on Wednesday, Grant and I. Like, Andy Dalton is playing for his NFL career, you know, to finish this season because, you know, he's going to be a guy that's going to have to sign a contract somewhere else here after this year. And, I love desperate times and desperate measures, but I love the fact that, like, look back what Andy Dalton did with Tyler Boyd at the beginning of the season. And Tyler Whoa, Boyd buddy. is 5,500 facing the New York football Jets. Yeah, it's – listen, th this is going to be – I mean, I, I think I – think, I think Dalton goes nuts here. It's the Jets, but it's like sticking it to the man. Like, you pull me out for Ryan Finley, and I'm getting my starting job. I wouldn't even be surprised if A.J. Green played this week. Uh, no, nah, I'm just kidding. I don't, I don't think he's going to play. But I, I like Dalton here. The price is right, uh, 4700 I, th I think he's the top value quarterback, if not the top quarterback play on the slate. Um, in, in, terms of, in terms of price, I think this is going to help Joe Mixon. But Tyler Boyd, man, you're absolutely right, Stevie. Get him in your lineups. Uh, I don't mind Alex Erickson if he's going to keep getting targets. Uh, Alden Tate was there. Didn't have the target share, but but you're right, man. Tyler Boyd, fire him up. Fire up Andy Dalton. Run it back with some Jets. I, I think for sure you can run this back with, with a Jet or two and, and, and load up, man. I, I like this spot just as much as you do. Well, he scored over 18 fantasy points in six of his eight starts, at, and he's 4,700 facing the Jets. Like, I know that nobody wants to play Andy Dalton. Like, nobody wants to play Andy Dalton. No, but this no. dude, yes, yes, they do, Steve. There's a reason we all want to play Andy Dalton. Like, this this dude, like, he averaged, like, 42 attempts per game, you know, earlier this season. Like, he's going to chuck. Like, it's just going to happen. Like, you know, and it's the Jets. Like, I know their their defense has been a lot better, but they're really good against the run DVOA-wise, and they're middle of the road against the pass. Like, firing me up some Andy Dalton. And, I, again, I think this total is too low. Um, yes. Titans, 
Titans and Colts, 43-and-a-half total here. Colts favored by two-and-a-half. Um, any interest here in the Tennessee Titans? No. <laughs> Quick, easy, to the point. Um, <laughs> hey, listen, I, I like when we get the big old fat no from Will. Um, you know, Tannehill, he, he's making me look so good. Like, I, I like Ryan Tannehill. He's making me look so good. Um, here's the thing. Like, I think Andy Dalton's better play $1,000 cheaper. Like, that's yes. my biggest issue with Ryan Tannehill. I don't think I would talk anybody off of Derrick Henry, um, but that's really it. Like, I think Derrick Henry is really it for me as far as Tennessee goes. Yeah, man, I, I, I get it, but I, I I can't pull the trigger on them this week. Divisional game, Indiana at home, Indy at home. I, I, I'm going to hop on the Tennessee train this week only. Yeah, I have I have slight interest here in the Colts defense. Um, you know, looking at the Colts, Jonathan Williams, um, 26 carries last week, um, you know, sets up as a, a workhorse back. But, Will, like it did not take long for them to kind of price him up a little bit here. Um, but 5,300 still seems like there's a little meat on the bone. Yeah, for sure, man. He's another guy. Him and Ronald Jones, I've got them kind of grouped together this week. Uh, I really like these guys because we'll figure out why I like these guys so much and why I like Andy Dalton as much a little bit later on in the pod. But, yeah, I I think Jonathan Williams, I think he's fine. I think he's going to see a similar workload. I don't think much is going to change. Whether he gets in the end zone or not, you know, that that part we don't know. But if we can get to 100 yards rushing and maybe a catch or two, I think we'll be right there knocking on the door. This this offense is pretty methodical. Um, and so if if Brissett can just move the ball down the field, I think we can see Williams get in the box again um, and possibly go for over 100 yards. So I, I like the spot here. We saw what Leonard Fournette was able to do last week. And I, I, I'm not saying there's going to be a repeat of two or three touchdowns, but I do think Jonathan Williams has some big playability here. And uh, I'm excited to see what he can make of it at home in a divisional game. Yeah, we'll have to monitor T.Y. Hilton here coming into this game. Um, played only 37.5% of the snaps, but on his 14 routes that he ran, he had six targets. Um, so, at home on turf, we, we know what T.Y. Hilton does at home. So, just have to kind of monitor it. You know, they, they were talking about his calf kind of, you know, tightening up, I, I think was the report that I read. Um, so, we'll have to see. You know, he, he didn't play a ton last week. If they're going to pitch count him again, maybe we stay away from him here at 6,200 on this such, you know, such a big slate. And, you know, like I said, these defenses are interesting, uh, both sides. I think this is going to be one of those games that, the uh, you know, very low scoring and, you know, not a ton going on here. So, uh, Washington at Carolina, 39 and a half total here. Carolina is favored by nine and a half in this football game. Um you know, let's let's get started with Washington here. What do you like here for the Redskins? Nobody. It just doesn't seem like there's a lot here. Like <laughs> if we had a clear cut if we had a clear cut running back, like you know, you you're a Carolina Panthers fan that they've struggled against running backs a lot this season. They're thirty first in DVOA. Like if there's news that comes out that Geis is gonna be like a workhorse running back this week and like we get clear like clarity on that like Geis is 4,500 against Carolina and I would I would have some interest in him but it's really just hard to trust this whole situation I feel like Washington's trying to lose out and 
when a team's trying to lose, I just don't see much. McLaren had 12 targets last week. If you want to take a shot on him at 5,600, I don't think he's the worst play, but really like that's it. Like, and those are kind of reaches anyway. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, I'm, I'm not taking anyone from Washington this week, man. I'm not on that train. Carolina defense in play here, in my opinion. And, you know, Christian McCaffrey, always just an absolute stud. Um, but, you know, we're looking at Christian McCaffrey this week at 10-5. And, Will, I think there's enough value to fit in a guy that just wants to put up at least 30 fantasy points every week. Yeah, man. Listen, you know, we were talking earlier and you brought it up and I held it in until this moment. Look, I don't have to tell you guys to play Christian McCaffrey, but I do want to encourage you that we can get it done this week you know, why and, and I talked about it earlier. I said, listen, I think people are gonna fall in love with Andy Dalton. Why are we falling in love with Andy Dalton? Because we want to play Christian McCaffrey. It has nothing to do with Andy Dalton. It has a little bit to do with Andy Dalton. But he's forty seven hundred. That allows us to get in C uh, C Mac. We got Ronald Jones, uh, we got Jonathan Williams. Those guys, you know, you allow you to get in C Mac. I'm all aboard the C Mac train, man. I I think if I was running one fifty this week. He would be my lock button because I'd have plenty of Dalton. I'd have plenty of other value plays. We talked about the value from uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars passing game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I am all aboard the C-Mac train. I know I don't have to sell you on playing C-Mac and his talent level, but I did want to kind of give you guys some insight as to how you can get it done. Also out of this game, uh, Stevie, you know, we've got DJ Moore who's been playing really well. I love DJ Moore. The targets have been there. I mean, he single-handedly almost helped us close out that game. But there's a big gap between him and Curtis Samuel now. And Curtis Samuel at 4,800, I am willing to take a shot on him for value. There's a 2K difference. He's not getting the same target share. But at 4,800, man, I think you got to take a shot on a guy uh, that could easily catch two touchdowns. Yeah, um, I like that call. Like, DJ Moore, I'm so – Will, I'm so mad. Like, I take a week off, and it's DJ Moore week. And, like, you know, <laughs> I have been playing DJ Moore every week for yes. weeks now. And the one week I take off, um, it's DJ Moore week. But, hey, listen, like, good for DJ Moore. Um, and let's just, you know, hope that that ankle injury is nothing. And, you know, the only issue that I have here with the passing game for Carolina is, is Washington going to be able to keep up? And, my only issue with Christian McCaffrey is Washington going to be able to keep this game close enough that, you know, we're not going to see Bonifon, you know, at the end of this game. So that's my only push the brakes moments on Carolina here is just, is Washington going to be able to score? Um, if you're playing it, maybe you're playing it more as a game stack. So um, San Francisco at Baltimore, 46 and a half total here. Baltimore is favored by five and a half in this game. Uh, let's talk San Francisco. Uh, this is another game that you're going to have to watch the weather and, you know, see what Kevin Roth has to say about this one. Uh, what are you looking at here for San Francisco? Man, not, not much, Steve. I think if anything, I think I'd be interested in maybe a little bit of George Kittle. But even that, that's just something I'm not interested in. I think this is a real good game that everyone wants to watch. See a good defense against another pretty good defense, a dynamic quarterback. Uh, two court, two young quarterbacks that are taking the league by storm. I uh, definitely think, you know, this game is, is one of the more watchable ones for the fans. Uh, in terms of DFS, though, I'm not expecting a whole lot of production uh, from San Francisco here. 
this is going to be a mostly fade for me, maybe outside of Kittle, who's just always got the upside at the tight end position. Yeah, you can play Kittle every week. Uh, let's just yeah. be honest. Like, you, you yeah. can play Kittle every week. Like, you know, watching San Francisco, seeing how many balls they drop, like, Kittle, Kittle is going to get paid um, big time here because they just – they need him. And – 129 yards and a touchdown in his first game back last week. And the dude's not even 100%. So, like, yeah. George Kittle, you know, he ended up playing 81% of the snaps. That's all I needed to see. Um, I, I like Kittle here. And really outside of that, like, I'm with you. I don't really see much here. Like, Manny Sanders, until I see him, like, have a full workload type game, I just can't go there. Telvin Coleman, you know, still splitting carries with other guys you know he just not a guy that I like either for me it's Kittle here's the real question like one what type of ownership are we expecting to see on Lamar Jackson this week because he's facing this defense and two can this defense slow they've been able to slow down just about everybody can this defense slow down a guy, you know, like Lamar Jackson, who nobody's really been able to slow down all year. Yeah, um, listen, I definitely think they're going to slow him down. Uh, but I don't think that means Lamar doesn't get where we need him to be in terms of fantasy points. So uh, I, basically what I'm saying is I almost feel like maybe this becomes a game like uh, when he played Kansas City, where maybe he doesn't rush as many times, maybe he just can't get going in the passing game. This isn't going to be an easy game for Lamar like I think we've seen. I mean, I, you know, New England is good, but I, I do think the 49ers have a little bit more team speed. And so, you know, speed kills in this league, and so I'm definitely expecting the 49ers to play a little bit better defense. I don't think they I, – I do think they slow Lamar down. I don't think they shut him down, but I do think they slow him down, so I'm with you. Uh, I don't think we need Lamar to take down a tournament this week. And I mean, the guy's been averaging almost 30 fantasy points. The rushing floor will be there. He is going to scamper. He may get in the end zone. Uh, I, I don't. I don't think he'll have as many passing touchdowns. But hey, you know we could be wrong because this offense is humming. Uh, it's humming right now. So I, I don't think Lamar gets going like he has in weeks past. So overall, you know, I, I think this would be naked Lamar week for me. I don't think I'd play him with anybody if I played him. Yeah, like that's how I feel. I feel like. Pat Mahomes is just like a guy that is up in that price range that is just in a elite spot this week. Um, and that could lead to, you know, lower ownership for a guy like Lamar Jackson. So just going to kind of be paying attention to see how it kind of works out. But man, this game has a high total will, and that's interesting. Um, but the weather, the defense is like I just uh, maybe I'm missing something here. Maybe this is something that I'll pick up on later in the week, but I'm just not seeing much here from this game. So, yes. Philadelphia at Miami, 44 and a half total. Philly is favored by nine and a half. Um, you know, wins dealing a little bit of an injury. Jeffrey trying to get back from this game. You know, who knows what we're gonna see at wide receiver this week? Like, um, what are we doing here with Philly? going up against um, my Miami Dolphins. What we're doing with Philly is we're playing anybody that's playing. If, that's Carson, right. Wentz, if Carson Wentz is playing, we need to look at him. If, Al, if Alshon Jeffrey is playing, we need to look at him. 
if they're out, then Greg Ward, you need to lock him in your lineups. Uh, you know, this uh, Miami Dolphins defense has been god-awful. And listen, the Philly, the Philly offense hasn't been good either. But, you know, this is the week. If, if you were ever wanting to play Philly, this is the week. Whoever's lining up, you play them. Uh, maybe, you know, like I said, Greg Ward got a plethora of targets last week in this game. Uh, I think you would, you would fire him up again. Same thing for Jordan Matthews. These would be some other value guys that can help you get the C match in your lineups. Love this spot. Zach Ertz, as long as everything's going to be okay. Uh, didn't practice because of a hamstring injury, but hopefully he plays. Number one tight end on the slate for me yet again. All systems go with this Eagles offense against the Miami Dolphins. It's the Miami Dolphins. Um, if Howard sits, Sanders is interesting. Like, it's the Miami Dolphins. Like, I, I just – don't overthink this one. That, that's all. Just yeah. don't overthink this one. Like, it, it's it's the Dolphins. Like, you know, don't don't – don't look into this too much. It's yeah. And if, if Ertz happens to sit, then you just play Dallas Goddard. Just lock him in. Yeah, you play Goddard anyway. Like he's a guy you look at here anyway. They run too many yeah. tight end, two two tight end sets. Like you know, we we saw last week Goddard had eight targets. Week before he had six. Like the dude's still playing just as many snaps as Ertz. They run two tight end sets a ton. So you know. And then unlike the Miami side of things, you just don't play the running backs. Like I, I was shocked when I was looking at Twitter and like how many people were looking and talking about Miami running backs and like, don't play the running backs. You play Parker Hearns and you play Ryan Fitzpatrick because he's just going to chuck. Yeah. Ryan Fitzpatrick is another one on the list this week. Uh, Philly has been susceptible uh, to big plays and, uh, what better quarterback to take a shot on them with than Ryan Fitzpatrick, who may throw two or three interceptions, just like Jameis Winston. But at the end of the day, he's still going to get you where you need to be. So uh, I like Fitzpatrick. Don't love Fitzpatrick. Uh, but, you know, this is another week where Devontae Parker, uh, 5,700, still getting the targets, has had double-digit targets three weeks in a row. Uh, should be the same thing here. I think you fire him up. Alan Hearns. Uh, didn't have double digits, but four, six, and seven. Uh, for his price, I'd take that any day of the week. So I, I, I'm excited uh, about these guys this week because Philly hasn't been able to stop anybody in the air as well. This is, screams Albert Wilson like long touchdown game. You know, I, I remember oh, yeah. we talked a lot about Mitchell Trubisky and Taylor Gabriel when they were playing this team and like the long touchdown and like if Trubisky just led Gabriel just a little bit on that throw that like he had like a 56 yard completion like he scores so I think like Albert Wilson if you're playing large field tournaments just because I think like the home run home run touchdown is is interesting here and I don't hate Gusecki as a tight end play he's had at least six targets now in four straight games um you know, he's a guy that's not going to get a ton of yards, but, you know, if he scores a touchdown, you know, more maybe like a more of a FanDuel play. Um, we continue to move on here. We got Cleveland at Pittsburgh, 39 and a half total here. Cleveland favored by one and a half in this game. Um, you know, you talked about it last week. Cleveland was playing Miami, and you just loaded up on them. Um, what are you doing here with Cleveland going up against Pittsburgh? Yeah, man, I think you got to pick and choose your battles here this week. This is really not a good spot for this team. Overall, the Pittsburgh defense hasn't been terrible. And so uh, I, I think if you're going to do it, I think honestly this week, I think this is Jarvis Landry week again because he's Baker's number one target. And in tougher matchups, 
Uh, Landry has just been his go-to guy. So I think you take Landry this week, this week just on pure target share alone. Um, but overall, the Pittsburgh defense has been pretty good uh, third in DVOA here. So I, I don't, I don't want to mess around too much uh, with the Browns, but I do think Jarvis Landry is going to be, uh, as one of our other good buddies from the pod would say, peppered with targets. So I, I like Jarvis Landry, not really on Odell, not really on Baker. Jarvis Landry, number one target from out of this game, and that's probably it. Yeah, like, you know, when you look at it, um, obviously, like, there's going to be a lot of bad blood in this game. These two teams just played. Um, we know the helmet incidents. Like, there was, there's just a lot that happened in this game. There's a lot of bad blood right now, um, just in general here. So, I like the Landry call. I do think that if I'm going to play a wide receiver, it's going to end up being Landry. Um, and, like, I don't hate Kareem Hunt on full PPR sites because – He's going to get work in the passing game here. Um, like, this is this is interesting. Like, so I don't hate him here. I wish – like, if he scores a touchdown, you need a touchdown from Hunt because he's going to get five to eight carries, but he's going to get, you know, five to eight targets. Um, they didn't need him last week against Miami. He scored touchdowns, no, they but they didn't need him. So, um, I, I think Kareem Hunt is worth a look on full PPR sites. And then on the Pittsburgh side, we got news that, you know, Mason Rudolph's not going to start this game. Hodges is going to start this game. You know, they beat Cincinnati last week, but it was ugly. Let's just, let's just call it what it was. You know, Hodges yeah. came in in the second half of that game. He threw a touchdown, you know, we saw him play against the chargers and they won that game. He played terrible. Um, so I, I really don't know what to think here on Hodges besides the fact that Andy Dalton's cheaper in a better matchup. Like that, that's just where I'm at. Um, we don't know if Juju's going to play. We don't know anything else. We don't know if it's going to be Benny Snell, if it's going to be Connor, like this is the hardest team to break down because we just, there's so many question marks, but if Connor's out, like Benny Snell got 21 carries last week, I think he's had, he, they're not going to go out here and try to throw the ball a ton in this game. No, no, not at all. And I think at 4,700, you definitely want to get some Benny Snell exposure in this game uh, if they're out. My, to be honest with you, man, my favorite play from this game is actually the Steelers' defense. These guys have been takeaway machines most of the year. Um, you know, that. Their worst game was just against Cleveland a few weeks ago. Hey, I'm not worried about it. These guys are at home. This is a divisional game. You talked about the bad blood. Hopefully it doesn't get too chippy. But uh shouldn't even say that because it's going to be chippy. Uh, but I love the Steelers' defense here. Um, I, I think it's a good spot for a turnover-prone quarterback at Baker. And if you pair that with Benny Smell, that gives you the correlation that you're looking for. Yeah, I like the defense, too. I think the defense is going to come out, and they're going to be super hungry in this game just because that game in Cleveland was ugly. And I think the defense is going to, you know, just just come out in this game, and they're going to show up. So um, we move on to the 4 o'clock games. And the 4 o'clock games this week are juicy. Well, two of the three are juicy. The Rams and the Cardinals here, 47.5 total. Rams favored by three. I'm usually only a guy that likes to play Jared Goff when he's at home, but it's really hard not to like Jared Goff in this up pace, playing a lot of plays, terrible defense. Like, it's hard not to like Jared Goff here. Yeah, man, and the crazy thing about it is Cooper Cup hasn't really done much. 
the past few weeks, but they made sure to price him right back up over 7K for this spot, and I, and I think that's a good job by the site there. I love Jared Goff this week. The price is fair. Yes, he hasn't, you know, his best performance has pretty much been his ESPN commercial calling audibles this season. Uh, but, you know, I, I think you look at golf here against Arizona, most teams have been able to air the ball out just fine. Um, I, I think golf to Cooper Cup uh, is a great pairing. You know, no secret there. Um, well, like the tight end situation here, it's a tight end against Arizona. If Everett doesn't play, you know, he didn't practice Wednesday again, Higby would be just a stone lock for me at cash games. Like he's 2,500. Yeah. He's min salary going up against Arizona. Like I will play Higby. No questions about it. Um, I have zero, in, like zero, like even if he puts up a dud, he puts up a zero, I'll still have zero regrets. Like no know, regrets. That's right. Um, <laughs> but I also want to mention Robert Woods, 5,500. He's still getting a ton of targets. Um, if Jared Goff is going to throw a bunch in this game, um, I think that he's definitely in play. I don't really like Todd Gurley here. Like, a 20-point game is likely not going to kill me. So, I just don't see, like, those 30-point ceiling games from Gurley right now. So, uh, the Arizona side of things, I, had, I do have some interest here just because – you know, it's a guy in in Kyler Murray that is just gonna he's gonna get his numbers. We've seen it all year. He's just gonna get his numbers, and you know, you could play him with Cooper Cup and like maybe a tight end or something on the other side, and like make a weird game stack. You're not pairing Kyler Murray with anybody. Yeah, um, and really, naked Kyler Murray is probably uh, has probably been the optimal route outside of the couple of games where Christian Kirk just kind of exploded. Um, and that's been, I think, two or three games. Yeah, you know, well, well really one, one big game. He's had one game where he's been over 20 and another one over 17. Christian Kirk I'm talking about. So I do think if I was going to pair with someone, it would be Christian Kirk. I'd be willing to do that in this spot. Um, the only thing is, I mean, is, is he going to get the Jalen Ramsey coverage? Probably so. That doesn't scare me as much, but I still like him here. But that's about it. I think, you know, naked Kyler is just fine, uh, especially because they're spreading the ball around so much. Uh, Kenyon Drake is a guy that I think I would consider in this spot. Um, he's going to get the targets as well. And if he happens to get in the end zone, he could put up a monster game. So, in, in, full, in full honesty, I think I'd be more willing to pair up Murray and Drake rather than Murray in the actual passing game. I, I, think, I actually think that's optimal for this spot. Yeah, like where where was David Johnson last week? It's crazy. Um, he's gone. He's gone. Like, uh, moving on here, we got the Raiders and the Chiefs. Fifty-one and a half total here. Kansas City favored by nine and a half. This is the game. This is the game everybody wants to play. Um, let's start here with Oakland. Will, what do you like here for the Raiders? Well, I think we have to start with Josh Jacobs. We know how uh, pathetic this Kansas City Chiefs run defense has been mostly this year. So I think we start there. Uh, Tyrell the Gazelle uh, should be out there floating around. Uh, hopefully he can gallop into the end zone. That would be nice. 5400 still a very, very fair price. Uh, and then, you know, obviously our, our tight end buddy here, you know, Mr. Waller, has really calmed down since he got that contract extension. But, you know, you can't – don't hop off the train now. This is a spot where uh, we should look to play him. Um, they'll need his services this week. Uh, to really get going in a game where I'm expecting them to be behind for a good portion of it. 
yeah, you know, good good for Waller doing us a favor by lowering his price. I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, I like I like Williams, I like Waller, I like Jacobs. J- Derek Carr is cheap enough that you know if you want to stack those guys up with him, you know he he could put up a twenty point game here and you know has the potential to four x. Um, man, Kansas City on the other side of this game. Uh, I said this on Wednesday, so if you've watched the Super Draft show, you know that I love Sammy Watkins this week. Um, I know he only had three targets last week. That's fine. He's 5,400 in, in a game where the Chiefs have the highest implied total on the slate, and Sammy Watkins is super cheap. So I just I, – I think this is the week that I'm going to load up on him. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, you look at this price, and I'm not saying DraftKings dropped the ball, but, man, 5,400, you mentioned that. I mean, he's pretty much – $3,000 cheaper than uh, than Tyreek Hill. And, listen, I love Tyreek Hill, man. I mean, I think he's a – in terms of his gameplay for fantasy, I think he's a monster player here. But you just can't overlook this pricing on Sammy Watkins, man. So, uh, we know he's got the speed to, to get in the end zone a couple times. And so, I, I really like him here. And then, you know, my favorite play, player on this team, no secret – Patty Mahomes at 7,400. I think it's going to be a great game for him. Um, I, I think you could be easily looking at 30 fantasy points here by the time this game is over. Um, and I, I just want to say, like, I don't hate LaShawn McCoy if Damian Williams gets ruled out. Um, yeah. Daryl Williams ended up getting carries too. Um, you know, maybe take a shot on him on a couple teams. Like, you know, it's – the snap count is so close. You know, Daryl Williams, if Damian Williams becomes out, Daryl Williams could be the lead back. So, we just have to kind of pay attention and see how this one fold, unfolds. Um, Chargers and Broncos, 38-and-a-half total here. Chargers favored by two-and-a-half in this game. Any interest here in the Chargers? Uh, yeah, I think we look at the running game here. Gordon Eckler, uh, I've been kind of looking at them every week. But I definitely think this is a spot, especially with the target share that Eckler's uh, getting most games. I mean, he had kind of slowed down a couple of games, but even before that, you know, a couple of weeks ago, he had eight targets. Last week, obviously trying to keep up, he had 12. But I, I think Eklund and Gordon are two guys that you can look at and just kind of determine, you know, which one of these guys you want to play. Don't want to play Phillip Rivers. Man, he looked rough uh, the last time I saw him out. Uh, Keenan Allen at 6,500. Man, can we get him a new quarterback? Listen, I got nothing against Phillip or Eli or Brady, but Time for these guys to hang up the cleats, uh, give your receivers uh, a couple better passes. And Hunter Henry is always in play for me right now with the amount of targets he's getting. A little bit a little bit more than Waller, so I think he's really good leverage because I think Waller would have more ownership. But I definitely think Hunter Henry is good leverage on Waller this week. Yeah, I um, really agree with a lot of that. I like Henry. I like Eckler. I like Gordon. That's really it. Um, the other side of this game, the Denver side, like – you know, Allen's not great. Um, you know, he's been a guy that has been miserable to watch. Um, I just – it's hard to like anything here. Like, you can't really trust the running back situation. Uh, you know, you can take shots on Sutton or Lindsey or Freeman or Fant, but, like, they're one of my least favorite teams. I, I have interest in the Chargers defense here. I just – I don't really see much that stands out to me for Denver. Yeah, man. Not touching the Denver Broncos, another team that I would just be Xing them out of my player pool. Like if Sutton was cheaper, maybe like if you see him cheaper on another side, who knows? Um, <laughs> move, 
This game is on the fantasy draft main slate. We got the Patriots and Texans, 44 and a half total here. New England favored by three and a half in this game. Uh, what are you liking here for the Pats? Man, I mean, I I feel like you just maybe need to keep playing uh, Julian Edelman, man. The targets are just going to be there seemingly every game. I mean, even the last game, eight catches, 93 yards. Didn't score a touchdown, man, but was able to, you know, get your 17 fantasy points there. Uh, the Kiel Harry was able to catch a pass and get in the end zone last week. Um, you know, didn't really do much outside of that, but, you know, we'll see what happens. If Sadu is back, he was limited this week, but if he's if he's out, then, you know, maybe you look at a guy like Nikhil Harry, uh, they, they may need him. Jacoby Myers, the same thing. You know, he had four catches for 74 yards, so I think those are the kind of guys you can look at. Only if Sanu is out, though. Uh, I, I'm, I actually don't have a whole lot of interest in Brady here. I definitely think Brady is starting to slow down. And unless he's facing a really, really bad defense, uh, I just don't see how he's going to get us there in this spot. So I'm off of Brady, but love Edelman. Uh, and that's about it. I like Sonny Michelle here. I think that Sonny Michelle could be a guy that scores two touchdowns. The problem is, like, with it being a PPR site, you know, it's tough to play Sonny Michelle, but he's really cheap. But, you know, you look at overall season for Houston, they've been, you know, really decent against the run. But over the last four weeks, man, they've just been terrible against the run. So I think Sonny Michelle or James White could have a big game here. It's so hard to pinpoint these guys. They only play about 40% of the snaps, and Burkhead plays the other 30%. It's just, it's just, it's weird and it's tough. Um, on the Houston side, New England defense, they rank first in overall DVOA. They're first against the pass. They're allowing the fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks, running backs, and wide receivers this season, which sets up great for Will Fuller, DeAndre Hopkins, and Deshaun Watson because he can make things happen. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I, don't, I don't mind Deshaun. I still don't think I'd play him on this slate just because uh, I feel like I have other guys that I like a whole lot more. But – on the sideline fantasy draft, you got to think he's going to be very low on. The whole passing game is going to be very low on. Um, you know, we got to think that DeAndre Hopkins can kind of get there on anybody. However, man, I, I just really trusted this Patriots defense, so I don't mind. I don't mind these guys, but you know, if I'm if I've got one lineup that I'm fired in there, I'm definitely not going to use it with the Houston Texans. All right, Will, Monday Night Football, we got Minnesota at Seattle. 49-and-a-half total here. Seattle's favored by three-and-a-half or three in this game. Um, I think it's going to be a high-scoring football game. I think it's going to be a really nice Monday Night Football game. Uh, I think we see some really solid scores here. Uh, let's talk Minnesota here. What are we looking at here for the Vikings? Yeah, I mean, I think it's full steam ahead. Dalvin Cook, um, you know, you got to think that he's going to have just a fantastic game here. Because uh, I think they'll need him to win, you know. No way they don't get him involved here. I know that they've kind of tried to make a conscious effort to get the passing game going because they want Kirk Cousins to get going, not be slowed down. But I think if they're going to win this game, I think it's going to be large in part to uh, Dalvin Cook. Adam Thielen, you know, is kind of bad. We, we want to see he's been, you know, kind of had, had an issue today at practice. We'll see what becomes of it. I don't think they push him because they, they may need him later on in the season. Uh, that's the case, then, you know, we're going to get pretty much Island Stefan Diggs, and he's a guy that I would look at. He could be a possible uh, captain candidate uh, along with Dalvin Cook if Thielen were to sit. 
Yeah, just have to see what the injury news here. It's going to be a showdown slate. Like Dalvin Cook, Captain Dalvin Cook is very strong. You know, I hardly ever play like captain quarterback, but Captain Robert Russell Wilson on the other side of this game is very much in play too. Like, really like Tyler Walkett. I really like DK Metcalf. Um, but like Wilson, Wilson just seems like the guy you like you're potentially looking at here in the captain spot. Yeah, I mean, especially if he can get kind of if he can get going on the ground uh, and run one in, then, then you really be looking at uh, you know just just a massive score from him. Uh, you know, Rashad Penny kind of got going there week twelve, had more 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 rushing attempts than Chris Carson. I'm not sure if this is just noise or if there's some some going to be somewhat more of a timeshare. Chris Carson just can't keep the ball in his hands. He fumbles a little bit too much, so I'm just not sure. Because I don't ever trust Pete Carroll, uh, you know. So maybe you know Penny would be cheap enough to sprinkle in here on fantasy draft. But outside of that, um, you know, I think you stick with Wilson. You stick with you know a couple of the pass guys from the passing game, uh, like a Jacob Hollister who's been outstanding. I really like DK Metcalf last week. Didn't come through, but still had a twenty six point one percent target share because I knew Tyler Lockett was hurting a little bit and you know like I said Metcalf just happened to not get there but he's he's another guy I still like him this week and I know people would play him on the showdown slate heavily all right Will in the books let's um let's talk let's talk morning grind game uh using the main slate give me a running back for over 100 rushing yards that's not in the top five in price yeah man give me uh well, he's not. He's not going to get there. He, this guy won't. That I really like. But give, give me, give me Aaron Jones. That's not the guy I was going to bring up. But give me Aaron Jones, man. I think, I think he could get there this week. All right, I'm going to take Josh Jacobs. Um, really like the spot against Kansas City. We're on the same guys. Those are the two guys that I was looking at as well. Give me a wide receiver for over a hundred receiving yards in the on this slate. Not in the top five, correct? Yep. Yeah, man. Um. This one was tough because I feel like I'm going all the way down. Give me D.D. Westbrook. I know we've been talking about D.D. a lot, but, man, in this spot, 5K, uh, you got to think he's going to get loose one of these games. No, I like that. You know, Chris Conley is another guy that's super interesting there. Um, I I like that. I'm going to go with Devontae Parker. Um, I I think this is a really good game for Miami. Devontae Parker – you know, over 10 targets now in three straight games, um, had 135 receiving two weeks ago. I think that Devontae Parker is a guy that you're going to want to look at this week. Uh, give me a touchdown out of a tight end here, not in the top five. Oh, boy. I mean, this is almost cheating, but I'm going to assume Everett is out. Give me Tyler Higby. I'm going all the way down this week. I'm, I'm going to assume Everett is out, Tyler Higby. All right, this guy just has been a touchdown machine. Um, you know, ever since I, I talked him up on Showdown, he busted, and then he came back and scored a ton of touchdowns. So, give me Ryan Griffin um, going up there against Cincinnati. I like that spot. Under 5K flex to score over 20 points. Will, who do you got? Man, this this is another tough one for me because there's so many guys. Can I just give some honorable mentions this week? Is that okay? Sure. So, so listen, man, Ronald Jones and uh, Jonathan Williams, those are two guys I really want to, but they're right in that tweener zone where they're not under 5K, 
and I didn't like them better. But I just wanted to give them those guys honorable mentions. Uh, here's under 5K flex play, uh, over 100 yards. I'm going to roll with Benny Snell here, and, and uh, I, I think he gets it done this week at home. I think they'll need him, uh, especially if, uh, if Connor sits. And I know that's kind of a little thin because we don't necessarily know about Connor, but at 4,700, man, I think Benny Snell is an outstanding play here. All right. I think Chris Conley is going to find the paint this weekend, and he's going to go over 20 fantasy points at 4,500 um, against Tampa Bay. So I'm going to go with Chris Conley. Like we talked about, his targets are up. Just needs a touchdown, Will. Like if he gets a touchdown and five, six, seven catches, we're there. Uh, Give me a quarterback for 300-plus yards here. Oh, man, too easy this week. You guys know my affection for trying to get in C-Mac. Give me Andy Dalton. I, I don't think it's close. I think he's going over 300. He's been throwing it. When he was in the game, he was throwing it a bunch. Andy Dalton, 4,700, 300 and touchdown. All right, I like that. I've really debated on Nick Foles, Ryan Fitzpatrick, but I'm going to go super, super chalky here with Jared Goff. Um, there's a lot of quarterbacks. I'm just going to be tough to narrow down my quarterback player pool this week. That I already see that like on my sheet, writing down everything as we were going here, that I'm going to struggle narrowing down quarterbacks. So, again, hope everyone has an awesome Thanksgiving. Uh, appreciate you guys listening. And, um, you know, for Will, I'm Stevie. Good luck. Enjoy the turkey, the ham, the time. And uh, we'll see you guys again on Friday.